Revelation 21, verse 1 through 8. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have his heritage, and I will be with, be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be the lake that burns with fire and sulfur which is the second death, the word of the Lord. It's good to see all of you this morning as we worship our Lord and our God. We continue our series on doctrine matters, and we are talking about eschatology or the end times. We're talking about the telos or the goal of our lives or how history will eventually end. This is an encouragement to those who believe and a warning to those who are still trying to seek what is true. For us who believe, we know that all of eternity awaits for us to be with the Lord forever and ever and ever. The desires of our hearts will be perfected to desire the Lord Jesus and him alone. The desire for perfect fellowship will be perfected in our perfect love for one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. Our desire for significance will be perfected in that we will live in perfect harmony together in a new heaven and a new earth, growing a culture that is Christ-centered and honoring to him and him alone. This is not a Pollyanna-ish wish, but this is what the word of the Lord tells us. When the new Jerusalem comes down, when the new heavens and the new earth come down, we will live in other perfection with our perfect God, the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. As we continue to see what happens here in the end times, we see that there is good news for those who believe there is mercy and there is love. And we will actually 
tackle that part of God's salvation, of God's mercy next week. But today is a little bit more sobering as we tackle what happens with God's judgment or in light of God's character, God's holiness. God cannot be merciful without judging those who have not honored him and followed him. And we see here in this passage and in chapter 20 and 21 as well, the, the completeness of the two chapters, what happens on that final day? First, I hope you remember from last week that currently all those people who have passed away are what we call in, they are in what we call the intermediate state. They are in what we call Hades. This is the place of where people are waiting for the final judgment. We know that when Jesus rose from the dead, he took them away from this holding place and is now, and they are now with Jesus at the right hand of God, enjoying fellowship. On the other hand, those who, who sinned against the Lord and are rebellious against the Lord are still in this holding pin, this prison, this, this Hades, this, this death, waiting for their final judgment. And so when Jesus comes and returns, God the Father will hold the final, final judicial hearing in all of history, in all humanity, will come before the Lord and be declared either righteous or unrighteous. This is the day that all of history is waiting for. For those who are alive, or as it says in the Nicene Creed, those who are quick, but also those who have passed away already. So what happens in this day of judgment, not to the righteous, but to the unrighteous? First, we know that there is a spiritual war between the Father in heaven and, for, and Satan who rules this world today. The first thing that we learn is that Satan himself will be judged satan and his minions satan and his, his demons who have reign over this world will be judged in the end this goes to show you and i that spiritual warfare war against spiritual demons is real and that satan himself and his minions and his ways of 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 sowing discontent so sowing evil trying to persuade god's people that god himself does not exist that god's promises are a lie that in the end he will be judged satan already knows that he stands in judgment for the lord and in standing and in knowing that his end is near we realize and we know 
that's Satan at this point until that second judgment is fighting fighting passionately to take down as many people as he can. You see, when you corner an animal, and an animal knows that his life is in danger, when you corner a person and they know that there's no way out, the reaction to most people and most animals is to fight with all of their strength until the very end. There's a clarity in your minds when you know that danger is imminent. Satan himself fights this way against the people of God and Satan himself fights this way against all of what God is doing on this earth. For us to open our eyes and to see that the spiritual warfare, to see that in Ephesians chapter 6, that we need to equip ourselves and to fight this battle, not against people, not against flesh, but against the evil one who is doing all that he can to sow confusion, to discredit the Lord every single moment until his final judgment. I do not want you to be naive, brothers and sisters, in thinking that the battle in this world is simply against yourself. I do not want you to be naive to think that our battle is simply about our mental health. I do not what you want to, to I do not want you to be naive to think that simply education, simply a better environment or a change of scenery will 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 change your spiritual welfare. I want you to see that Satan is active. And so our duty is to fight this battle and to pray against the evil one. And for us to not listen to the lies of the evil one, but to hold on to the truth of God's salvation and love for us with both of our hands. You see, God understands how much Satan, and scripture teaches us how much Satan is a part of the spiritual warfare and part of this history. If you look in chapter 20 of Revelation, you will see that, 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 that John himself spends time to talk about the defeat of Satan. And that when Satan is finally defeated, he will experience what we call the second death, that he himself will be thrown into the lake of fire, the lake of fire and sulfur, sulfur, where he will be tormented forever and ever. This picture of the lake of fire and sulfur is the picture of the final judgment and the final resting place 
of all those who are enemies of God. And so if John himself, as the, as the writer of Revelation, if he himself, if he has been, if it has been revealed to him by God that Satan himself is the chief adversary of what is happening today, and that his judgment is preeminent in the final judgment of all creation, we ourselves need to recognize that the battle is alive here today. Don't be surprised when that when Jesus comes back and you're standing there and the first person to go before the Lord for judgment is Satan and his demons. Don't be surprised and say, "Oh, I didn't know there was a, I didn't know Satan existed. Oh, I didn't know the demons were there. Oh, I didn't know they were they were messing with me. Oh, I didn't know they were lying and whispering in my ear." But just as we as people abhor injustice from men and women who, who are amongst us, so we must just as passionately fight against the evil one and pray against the evil one. For we know that one day Satan will be judged. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, brothers and sisters. Our battles are the lies of Satan, who knows that this is his very last days, and he will do anything, anything to soil the reputation of Christ and his bride. Let us battle and battle well together. Secondly, it is not only Satan and his demons that will be thrown into this lake of fire, but this final judgment will also come upon all those who have lived contrary to the law of God. I believe that this is one of the most sobering parts of Scripture for all of us. And I believe it takes, it takes time it takes our understanding of God and it takes a development in our relationship with the Lord to be at peace with this teaching. You see, in that final judgment, God will look upon those who are unrighteous. And as it says in verse 8, their portion will also be the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death or the final judgment. We know that God is a God of justice and that God will judge those 
who stand contrary to his law. Romans chapter 1 teaches us that all, Romans chapter 3, that all of us have sinned and fallen short of his glory. That since the days of Adam and Eve, all of us have been standing in judgment, waiting for that final judgment. You could say in Adam and Eve, all of us were in the prison cell waiting for our final punishment. But because of Jesus' great love and the Father's great love for us, he elected and chose some to believe in him and to worship him and to follow him. But to those who do not choose the Lord, they still live in their sins. And they will be judged according to their practices against the Lord and their practices against their fellow human being. Here in verse 8, it talks about those who are cowardly, faithless, detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, liars. All those people who have lived that moral life against the Ten Commandments of the Lord, that they will be judged and live all of eternity tormented. All of eternity, eternity where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. We as human beings living in this modern world, this is not a teaching that is popular or edifying to us. We live in a culture of rehabilitation. We live in the culture of second, third, fourth chances. We live in a culture where everyone's a winner and no one's a loser. We live in a culture where everyone is, should be equal. We live with these expectations. And yet this expectation of equality for all is not what the Bible teaches. In the final days, the final measure by which all of humanity will be deemed righteous or unrighteous is simply the law of the Lord. And those who fail to recognize that they are sinners and need Jesus live in the light of rebellion and will be judged likewise. We need to understand that what is happening here is we are seeing the justice of God and the holiness of God working. That God himself is righteousness. That God himself as God is the measure by which we are all measured against. <clears throat> 
that we were created to love him and to worship him. And for those who do not recognize that. They simply receive what their hearts desired. If this is the end, brothers and sisters, of all of history, that we are there in the courtroom of God, perhaps, and perhaps we get to in some kind of in God's sort of um, timeless, timeless heaven, timeless courtroom, if we were there and we were able to witness all of this and to witness judgment first, and we witness the judgment of Satan and the judgment of his demons, I don't think there's anyone of us here who would say, yeah, yeah, that it, yeah, they did more to us than I thought they did. They hindered my faith more than I thought they did. They were the ones behind all of this. I don't think any of any of us would 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 blink a second time to say, Satan, you deserve your punishment. Go into the lake of fire and sulfur. See you later. But there's a second but there's a second group of people, men and women, image bearers of the God, of God himself. That if we were to look and see the judgment, I believe that we both rejoice that God's justice is being done, but we would also weep. seeing that many have turned away from the Lord. If this is what all of eternity has for all of humanity, not only as we as God's people have to fight that spiritual war against Satan, but number two, remember our battle is not against people. It's not. We see them as people, image bearers, and, and C.S. Lewis says it this way, that people are so valuable that in the end, they will be so beautiful. After Jesus comes, they'll be so beautiful because they'll have their, 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 their renewed bodies in the Lord, or they'll be so ugly and hideous, but they're going to be eternal beings either way. Our duty is to share the gospel with these people and hope that by God's mercy that some of them will be saved. Don't treat other people like they're the problem. Don't treat other people like they have issues. Don't treat other people like, you know what, if you only knew X, Y, and Z, then you can know Jesus. Don't say that. That is Satan getting inside of your head, telling you that only some people deserve to hear the gospel and others don't. Only some people deserve your love and others don't. Only some people deserve the outflowing of what God has done for you and others don't. Satan will be judged for that. 
But we ourselves must look at all people and say they need to hear about Jesus. They need to have the opportunity to know him, whether they are my family, friends, neighbor, or enemy, someone who's wronged me. They all need to hear the gospel of Christ. This is what eschatology, or this is what knowing the end of our end of history will be. This is what it does to us. It gives us perspective of what it is that we as God's people need to do and how we should live. Great is the love that God has given to us. You and I have been saved by grace and grace alone. Next week, we'll go more into sort of the joys that we have, that we are, go, we are going into when the Lord returns. But until we receive it, and we know we will, there's a battle out there. Fight well, brothers and sisters. There is a crown of life waiting for you. Battle well here, sisters, brothers and sisters. And if you lose an arm, if your heart gets broken, if you're injured in battle here, in this spiritual warfare that we are fighting, it's okay. For you will be made new when the Lord returns. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we confess, Lord, that once again we think of judgment in our own terms. We think of justice in our own terms. We think about it in the terms, Lord, that this world has placed upon us living here in this postmodern world and living here in the United States of America. But we have forgotten what your justice looks like. Father, the first person you will judge is not some random person who hurt us, but it'll be Satan himself. So open our eyes to see that this battle is real. That Satan and his minions are the ones who are right, making all this havoc. May we be aware. And may we even as God's people tell Satan that his days are numbered, that we will not listen to him. In that same vein, Lord God, in knowing that, knowing that our battle is not against people, Lord, but against the principalities of evil. Teach us, Lord, to share the good news with all. Lord, there's too much at stake for us to just dilly-dally. So, Lord, give us every opportunity to share the good news with, with all people. And yes, in this world, we will get persecuted, we'll get laughed at. We will have battle scars, Lord God. spiritual battle scars.
But Lord, we say yes to it. For it is better for us, Lord, to be injured here for sharing your love, for living the life for you, than for us, the Lord, to live with regret of the opportunities we had to love others, to share the good news. So, Lord, give us grace and give us mercy as you have shown us grace and shown us mercy. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.